Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. If you've been following along in this particular series that I've called Divine Encounters, you've probably noticed a pattern. I began with Adam and Eve, and I talked about the fact that they met with God face to face. God came and walked in the garden, the Garden of Eden, where they were living in the cool of the day. And I, I can't even begin to imagine what that was like. And then you know the story of how they sinned and that fellowship was broken. They were driven from the garden. They were given the uh, consequences of their sin, which was ultimately spiritual and physical death, but also the curse that was brought on. But even in the midst of that, God promised a solution. He said that the seed of the woman, and that would have been the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, would crush the head of the serpent of Satan. And that refers to the victory that Jesus got at when he died on the cross. And so there is the first promise. And so we skipped ahead to Abraham. And Abraham is a very key character in this entire series, in this, in this story, because with Abraham, God calls out a man. He chooses, selects a man, calls him out, and makes a covenant with him. And the scripture said that it was an everlasting covenant. And that covenant is that he'd make him a great nation and that in him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And that, of course, was referring to his ultimate seed, and that would be Jesus Christ, who again brought us the good news of salvation through his death, burial, and resurrection. And so that was an everlasting covenant. And also, part of that was the assignment of the land of Canaan permanently to the nation of Israel. And so uh, we went on from there with the Abrahamic covenant, and we moved on to his grandson, Jacob. And Jacob, who wrestled with God, and and just as uh, Adam and Eve had uh, met with God face to face, so did Abraham on more than one occasion have a face to face with God. And now Jacob, among the numerous times that he heard from God, actually wrestled all night with with God. Uh, with uh, that would have been a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ, and his name was changed to Israel. And Jacob, Israel had twelve sons that became the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel birthed out of Jacob's loins. And this is, again, the continuation of the covenant because one of those sons, Judah, out of Judah's tribe came Mary. And, of course, as you know, out of Mary came Joseph. And so then we talked about another large figure in biblical history, and that is Moses. And in Moses, we saw the giving of the law, and uh, we we saw the, the the whole Mosaic law and the uh, the tabernacle, the the sacrificial system that all pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And and Moses, of course, met face to face with God in the burning bush. But not only then, but up on Mount Sinai, more than one time. And so there were divine encounters. And so through each one of these. Uh, 
historical characters, we see these divine encounters that are uh, continuing the faithfulness of Almighty God as God works through that. And there were many um, issues along the way. Uh, We had women that couldn't have children that ended up miraculously having children. And and, uh, we have uh, someone like Moses that uh, was born at a time when baby boys were being killed, but his life miraculously spared, and not only miraculously spared, but he ends up in the in the in the very household of Pharaoh for forty years, and God prepping him to be a leader, and and uh, on and on we could go. So, in today's podcast, we see another big step in the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant, and and we we're going to meet a man named Joshua. Joshua is the person that succeeded Moses in leading the children of Israel. Now, the children of Israel had been stuck in the wilderness for 40 years because of their own disobedience, their own unwillingness to uh, trust God. And so, uh, according to Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, God, through Moses, chose Joshua as his successor. Here's what the scripture says. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, and the sons of Israel listened to him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. So, without a doubt, then, um, uh, Joshua had to fill big shoes, but but he was being prepared for it. Joshua, according to Numbers 11.28, uh, was the attendant of Moses from his youth. And so from his very youngest days, Moses, uh, Joshua was uh, close to Moses and served Moses. And so all that time, God was preparing Preparing him, Joshua was one of the twelve spies that, uh, not long after the children of Israel left Egypt, uh, these twelve spies were sent to spy out the land that God said He was giving them, and they came back with their report. Ten of the twelve said, uh, "Oh, they're they're too much for us. We can't take them." But Joshua, along with Caleb, said, "We can take them." He came back. Only one of two that had a good report out of all twelve. Uh, so God was again preparing him, preparing him. Uh, Joshua was the leader of a successful battle against uh, one of Israel's enemies, uh, the Amalekites, and this was all uh, in his early days. Uh, but ultimately, again, because of what God had in mind, Joshua was, was uh, chosen to, to succeed Moses. So Joshua began hearing directly from God Upon succeeding Moses, this is where we get uh, the the um, uh, indication that that he was hearing from God. As a matter of fact, I counted them up in the first ten chapters of Joshua, and you can go through and count them yourself. In the first ten chapters of Joshua, eleven times you see or read the phrase, "The Lord spoke to Joshua." The Lord spoke to Joshua 11 times in the first 10 chapters. And so uh, we're not told how that happened each time, but somehow or the other, God Almighty was directly communicating to Joshua, directly communicating to Joshua. Um, and, and that, and each time that, that, that happened, God was, um, giving, uh, Joshua, 
commands. He was giving him instructions, uh, uh, direct commands and uh, direct instructions on how to lead the, the children of Israel. Now, the opening chapter of Joshua gives us the first recorded word from God to Joshua. And I just want to read the first nine verses of Joshua chapter 1. You'll see that this is a familiar passage for many of you, but it's a great passage. And this, again, is God speaking personally, audibly, somehow the other, directly to, to Joshua. Now, it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. (coughs) Excuse me. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to the fathers before them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which the which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so you may be careful to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way very prosperous, and then you will have success." And then he finishes by saying, have I, not command, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a great first word from Almighty God. And God spoke to him numerous times, as I've already said. But... In Joshua chapter 5, just prior to the conquest of Jericho, you remember that story where they marched around Jericho once for uh, one time uh, for six days in a row, and on the seventh day they marched around seven times and blew the horn and shouted, and the walls fell down uh, around Jericho, and they went in and conquered Jericho. But just prior to that happening, you see Joshua encountered Jesus, Jesus face to face. Face to face. Joshua chapter 5 verses 13 to 15 say this. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us Are you, or are you our adversaries? He said, No, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. 
And Joshua did so. Can you imagine that? Here Joshua is the leader and he's out and and obviously he's out alone, uh, maybe contemplating, looking over Jericho, contemplating what is before them. And this this man comes up and Joshua boldly and bravely says, are you for us or are you against us? And, And he identified himself as the captain of the Lord's host. That could be no more, no other than a pre-incarnate appearance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ there. Uh, Joshua met Jesus face to face, and he was told to remove his sandals. He was on holy ground. An angel wouldn't say that. That was Almighty God Himself in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and so Joshua had that beautiful experience, that divine encounter. And you see, Joshua was the man that God used to bring the children of Israel into the land of Canaan, into the land of promise, the land where God had said, Hey, this I'm giving you this land, and it is yours forever. It is an everlasting possession. We read that in the scriptures on a previous podcast. That's part of the Abrahamic covenant. And so God used Joshua to move, bring the people into the land, to conquer the land, to, to uh, begin to dwell in the land of Canaan. Again, a big step in the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant. And you can see the faithfulness of God here. You can see the faithfulness of God in continuing throughout the history of Israel to uh, to fulfill His promise, and 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 on numerous occasions in those days to men that He chose to speak to them face to face, to encounter them face to face. Well, I hope that you're uh, learning and seeing how God keeps His covenant, and and you're going to see even more how that covenant affects us even this day. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.